0: I <laughs> don't
1: Indeed, there are more questions than answers. Like if a Chinese man faked his own death, but his family were suspicious, would they bereave him? Hi America, hello world. My name is Adrian Lee. And I'm your host. I love this show. Welcome. Oh, Nathan got there. Bringing up the rear. You got there in the end. Welcome to the show more questions than answers, the only paranormal quiz show If you, I enjoy that far too much. I (laughs) know. Can I just say that sentence over and over again for an hour? That'd make me very happy. Mm -hmm. If you have just tuned in, especially to hear the show, then I admire your taste. If you have just tuned in by accident, then I admire your luck. I am huddled under my quilt with a large flashlight and a nice cup of tea with tonight's guests. Somewhere in the barren wildernesses of the Midwest Plains. With the sound of my elderly mother snoring distantly from the room next door. So snuggle under your covers, turn out your light. Oh, my. Someone go check on her. Turn out your lights and hold on tight. The rules are very... How do you know what my mother sounds like when she's sleeping? This is, this is the question. More questions than answers, of course. Points will be awarded randomly for being interesting and for making me laugh or shiver in horror. Extra points will be available for shock and all value. To help me control my rowdy panel of recidivists and reprobates, I will employ what I've called the inappropriate bell. An example of this would be… The panel have no idea what's coming, and I have no idea what stories they have for tonight's show, so let me introduce my guests. Firstly, the mysterious and other Heather Morris. She's been a paranormal investigator for many years, with her own team called Hellhound Investigations, and does all of her best work in the shadows. She is now one of the leading audio and EVP experts with the International Paranormal Society, and brings her knowledge and research skills to tonight's show. Heather opened her own ice rink this week, and only charged 10 cents a go, which of course makes her a cheapskate. <laughs> Welcome back to the show, Heather. Hola. I also wish to introduce the mad and crazy Michelle Corey. Michelle was born and raised in Moorhead, Minnesota, and has a keen and avid interest in all things paranormal. She also has the unique ability to turn up and read the stories without being drunk.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Don't be so sure. <laughs>
1: Let's not be hasty.
2: Right. <laughs> it's Michelle, early.
1: Michelle was invited to the funeral of the man who invented the throat lozenge this week. But apparently there was no coffin. Oh. <laughs> Series 2, episode 74. 74 is a fine and upstanding number. His parents, the 37s, are very proud of him, apparently. A hurricane or a typhoon is a system with sustained winds of at least 74 miles an hour. Hurricane season is like Christmas, of course, because at some point, you know, you're going to end up with a tree in your house. (laughs) Interstate 74 runs from Iowa to Ohio. That's difficult to say, from Iowa to Ohio. Of course, a bunch of tractors parked outside of McDonald's in Iowa on a Friday night is called a prom. (laughs)
0: Oh, <laughs> a
1: 74 was a two-decked sailing ship with 74 guns in the late 1800s. There's a true story of an American warship tied up next to a British warship. An American sailor thinks it's funny to shout out, "How's the world's second largest navy doing?" A British sailor then shouts back, "Just fine. How's the world's second best doing?" You always try it on over Uh, here and come off second best, don't you? I love each week reading out our mailbag. I love reading out our messages, Mm -hmm. all our electronic mails. If you write to me, I will read your names out. Jeff H. posted very simply, love the show, love the banter, and says he will spread the word.
3: Nice. If people
1: wish to spread the word, when we post on our Facebook, when I post on our walls that we're going to have a show coming out, if you shared those, if you... Explain to the rest of the world the madness, the bizarre, the surreal, the strange, the funny, hilarious, paranormal news. It is more questions than answers. I'd be very grateful for that. We spread the word. Patrick from Kentucky wrote, I am a new listener and enjoying the show. Thank you for the ad. He also claims I am hilarious. So two points for Patrick. (laughs) Well done, sir. You have impeccable taste. (laughs) Michelle in New York posted, I love the show. The new woman, Michelle, is really funny. Ha, ha. (laughs)
2: <laughs> oh, sweet. Thank you
1: All Michelle sticking together There needs to right. be some sort of Michelle union
2: Unite and take over Eric,
1: <laughs> well I don't know about that You've only been on four weeks have <laughs> <laughs> been invasion soon Eric in Missouri then added The show is hysterical Now you need to come out with a sideline Like a comic book Based on the adventures of the Phantom Turn. I'm not sure I've got time to do that, of course. There's a lot of drawing (laughs) involved in that. Or a title called, Why Does Adrian Have Squirrels in His Pants? (laughs) A little odd, sir. Very strange title for a book. Very surreal. I wonder if that's like, Where's Wally? Is that what you call him over here, Wally?
3: Waldo. Waldo. In Britain, Mm -hmm. he's
1: called Wally. That's where the confusion lies. I'm
3: sure. I wonder Mm -hmm. if that's
1: already been copyrighted, so they now call him Waldo. Could we have a book that's like, Where are the squirrels in Adrian's pants? Similar to where's... Wouldn't take long. Waldo. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) He says he wants two points for that, apparently. Wow. I know, Eric, you are getting two points as we live and breathe. (laughs) You are tied in the lead with Patrick. There we go. She'll give you a nice rounded two. Would you believe France is one of the highest listens we had this week? On our charts, we have a list of where we listen to all over the world, 190 countries worldwide. Uh Am I right in thinking that the French actually beat some of the English-speaking nations? They're
3: underneath the US this last week.
1: So United States was first for Mm -hmm. our listenership. Would you believe the French... Were second. ...have come in second Mm -hmm. above Australia, Great Britain... Yep. ...Canada... Yep. Have I mentioned how much I love the French?
3: (laughs) (laughs) I love French fries. I love French toast. I love French
1: kiss. Kissing. (laughs) That's like Belgium kissing with less phlegm involved. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Le
1: bien, le mal. (laughs) I want to mention, before we go any further, do you know we spoke several weeks ago about getting into the lexicon of the English language, the term launching a sewer pickle. What's this we? Well, collectively, <laughs> it's the royal, the royal way. I'm not sure I want to take ownership of this anymore. I saw on Facebook, completely separate from more questions and answers. Now. So just on a feed, the Olympics are taking place at the moment. Yes. I don't know if anyone's seen the aquatic centre, but the diving pole has gone bright green. Yes, it like has. Like pea green soup. Yes. And we must like this because Britain's just won some gold medals in the diving, would you believe? The Chinese huh. are the... Ec-
3: Why are you laughing at that? What's funny. <laughs> they're used to diving into the Thames, thinking right? thinking Eddie the Eagle.
1: That's right. <laughs> the trouble is that's ski jumping.
0: I know, but...
1: <laughs> I know they're easily confused. One's the water's frozen, and in the other one, the water isn't frozen. Well,
2: it's <laughs> things that shouldn't happen. Things that
1: shouldn't... The <laughs> mysterious mind of Michelle Cory. Okay, I'll ever think about why those things shouldn't happen. The water went green. Yes. Somebody had written underneath, if they had a camera under there, they may see a sewer pickle. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, so our terminology, as I wanted, has now been put into other formats outside of MQTA. Someone was using that to comment on the Olympic ah. diving pool. When I was younger, and I said to my parents I wanted to be famous, it wasn't really in this area. I really didn't <laughs> want to be attached to things like oh, launching a sewer pickle. And then they think of Adrian Lee. Wasn't well, I on my list of things to be? It's fitting. It's fitting. It's fitting, is it? Mm, yep. Why don't you have a nice big fat round minus two? <laughs> that seems to be rather fitting. How'd you like them apples? If I wear wish, it well. You do.
2: I like you, it that it's a number two number two number two
1: how bizarre um facebook if you wish to write to me you can go to our facebook site more questions than answers with adrian lee all of tonight's stories all of our photographs and much much more all the banter of course is on there we have a twitter account at adrian underscore lee underscore tips that's t-i-p-s for the international paranormal society currently just have over eighty thousand followers on there we have a youtube channel with some outtakes on if you search for mqta or more questions and answers with adrian lee you will find our outtakes julie has actually been there julie in new orleans has said she listened to the outtake we had on there the man with the rather large twig and berries yes on more questions and answers with adrian lee on youtube she's Uh written for that six minute clip laughing and weeping totally exhausted Going to have to listen again after a (laughs) rest. We wore the poor woman out. I can only apologize. We also have a website, AdrianLeePsychic.com, and you can access our archives at any time. At the end of every show, we do an extra 20 to 25 minutes in a round called Not For Your Mother that can't be accessed live on air. You need to go to our archives. You can go to SoundCloud.com and search for more questions and answers, or MQTA Radio. You can go to TuneIn, iTunes, Stitcher. We've had an explosion over the last week, haven't we? Yes. I woke up a couple of days ago, and I don't know what's gone on in the world, but overnight our figures have almost doubled. Yep. We've got more followers than ever before. More listens. Thank you. Something must be going well. I don't know who's doing that, but that's fantastic news. Now, I'm going to plug a couple of events that we have coming up soon I very very rarely do this I say rarely do this I've never done this now you don't do it three years I don't normally plug such things because ultimately we're sold out and I can't take any more people on board that for the expose the talks mm-hmm. and all the events so I don't advertise them it's word of mouth And they get sold out. But this is an occasion. I'm actually going to advertise this. This is a once in a lifetime opportunity. We've never done this before. But next Friday, that's August the 19th, we are auctioning tickets to join Heather, myself and the members of the International Paranormal Society and the S.E.E. Paranormal Team in Iowa. We are doing a paranormal investigation in the very haunted Edinburgh Manor in Scotch grove this building has been filmed on ghost adventurers it's a very very haunted building we're going to have all the equipment we're going to have access only for the teams plus a couple of guests that we're auctioning tickets for and uh, the investigation is taking place because it's going to be in a forthcoming book at some point probably more mysterious midwest So it's going to be for a book. So you have a unique opportunity. If people are interested, that's next Friday, August the 19th. You need to be in Scotch Grove, which is in Iowa. We are auctioning places on the team. If you've ever wanted to do a paranormal investigation, if you've wanted to hang out with the team, see all the equipment, everything that you see on the TV and much, much more, you need to go to eBay. We are auctioning tickets to that. And I believe there's only, how many tickets are being auctioned? Do we know? Is it two?
3: It's, it, you're buying it for a set. So okay. it's you and a guest. And it's, I believe, only one
1: set. Only one set.
3: And then there will be, um, there is two more places in a silent auction. That's going to be an event on Saturday.
1: Yes. So tomorrow. Tomorrow we're going to mm-hmm. be in Iowa in Marion. I'm going to be doing reading psychically mm-hmm. and promoting my books. And we're going to do a silent auction. But if you're listening to this now. You want to do an investigation with the International Paranormal Society. Next Friday, August the 19th, there'll be the International Paranormal Society. Heather, myself, plus the members of S.E.E. Paranormal in Iowa. This is one of the most haunted buildings in the Midwest. It's been on Ghost Adventures. You need to get yourself on eBay. This is the Edinburgh Manor in Scotch Grove. So if you type in on eBay, investigate Edinburgh Manor in Scotch Grove. And Edinburgh is spelt like the capital of Scotland, of course. E-D-I-N. B U R G H that's on eBay as we speak and that auction will be ending soon and people need to get on there. If they wish to buy tickets to come and join us, that's a once in a lifetime opportunity. We have never ever done that before in the history of the international paranormal society. So I'd be interested to see who wants to come along to that. It'd be fun. If we can get that going, that would be fantastic. I also want to mention by the way, that on Thursday, the 25th of August, I will be giving a talk and revealing all of my findings during this summer's investigations in Redwood County at the Redwood Falls Museum. So I'm going to be in the museum 25th of August, the Redwood Falls Museum. That's Thursday, 7 p.m. I'm going to show all of my photos, all of my video evidence, all of our audio. I've got lots of audio to play of ghosts talking. I will be signing books and some of my team will actually be there as well. There'll be a question and answer session. All of the money is going to the nonprofit organisation that is the Redwood County Historical Society. So, the admission fee of $5 is going to the nonprofit organization. And I'm going to be showing all the evidence that we've collected over this summer when we've investigated in Redwood Falls. We did yeah. the poor farm, we investigated the poor farm. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've investigated the courthouse, the hotel, the Francois Hotel in town, yeah. and the theatre. We're going to talk about that in a second because that was last weekend's investigation and also investigated at a place called Sanborn there was a gentleman decapitated at a railway crossing there in 1912 so I'm going to show all of the evidence we've got video footage if you're a non-believer you will leave that chat that talk being a believer right I guarantee that so that's the 25th if people are interested now this last weekend we -hmm. were in Redwood Falls this is what I'm going to talk about partly when I have my talk on the 25th the courthouse in redwood falls was built in 1891 is very old we also investigated on the same evening the francois hotel Mm -hmm. one of the oldest buildings in the whole of redwood falls and the theater the local theater which was built in 1931 i love to spread ourselves thinly we had a lot of investigators the international paranormal society coming from all areas across the midwest three locations in the same town the courthouse the hotel And the theatre. Before we go any further, I want to say a big thank you to Lauren, Craig and Cindy, the owners or the people that were responsible for those properties. So I want a big thank you to them for letting us use their properties for an investigation. Some of them were staying up very late with us into the early hours. That is true. Of the morning. I won't lie. There are times when I investigate the paranormal throughout the world, where I sit for hours and hours and hours in the dark, With nothing happening. That is true. I know on this show we play EVPs. We talk about all the fun and exciting things that happen. That's the moments where things happen. We have to sit in the dark for 10 hours to play that one EVP. It's not a constant, is it? You're not there with things flying around and ghosts whizzing about. (laughs) (laughs) No. Like Ghostbusters and so forth. I have to say, I did get a few bits and pieces. I will read out in a second the evidence that I got. I didn't get that much evidence this time round. I'm right. sat in the courthouse. There's been trials there. You can imagine 1891, the courthouse. Nothing much happened for me. Yet the other team I had, you took a team. You led a team. I did. I led a team. Yep. A team was led by Scott, who's one of my tech experts. Who Hi, Scott. In Superior. We gave him Brian, the psychic, and Pat, who takes sweet, sweet notes. notes. Sweet notes does Pat take. I'm going to have a T-shirt with that written on. <laughs> Everything happened for them. Me and you, I don't want to talk on your behalf, but isn't it true to say that not a great deal happened for you and me? Nope. I felt like the tethered goat. I felt like I was the fluffer. I'd go in there first. <laughs>
3: it's true. <laughs> not it's a great true. deal
1: would happen. They'd come in afterwards. Their
3: eyeballs the size of saucers. silver dollars. Yeah. They
1: came out of the basement of the Francois Hotel like little kids high on Mountain Dew. I'd never oh, seen God. anything like it. They had their eyes wide open. They said, you'll never believe what happened to us down there. Best investigation ever. The K2 meters were going off. <laughs> we were getting EVPs. A ghost came through and made my dinner. It was great. <laughs> yeah. Yep, Brian did. actually saw, Brian and Scott actually saw a full-bodied apparition in uh-huh. the courthouse really? in the old records room. Wow. Yeah. When we were doing the walkthrough, Scott said he saw a person walking through the records room. Yeah. And they specifically, on the back of that, this is what the walkthrough is for you work out where you're going to investigate and, and what you think is going to happen mm-hmm.
0: there.
1: Where you're going to set your cameras up, where you're going to do your vigils. Because there's a lot of rooms. Yes. It's a big building. So obviously you want to make the best use of your time. So Scott said, I'd like to investigate the records room. Brian saw a ghost pop its head up and look at him from behind a counter. Yeah. So Whoa. he was very pleased. All this happened for this team. Everything. Heather and myself... That bunk. Not so much, I would suggest. (laughs) Not not so much. I did get a few bits and pieces. I went into the theatre. Remember, the theatre was built in 1931. Uh This is Redwood Falls, of course. I was on the old stage. The old stage dates back to when they did Vaudeville as well as show films. I'm sat there in the dirt with Kevin and Paul, members of my team. It was filthy back there, I have to say. You had
3: to crawl through a hole to get there. Yes. this <laughs> Like stage, a monkey. This, what, are
1: you, <laughs> what are you insinuating?
3: <laughs> Nothing. I'll do
1: anything for peanuts, it's true. <laughs> so I had to crawl through a little space. Mm-hmm. I was taking life and limb in my hands Yes, by clambering up onto that stage area. Because I thought, quite reasonably, that the most amount of activity is going to be on the stage, right? Yeah. The electricity of performing, that reverential silence that you only find in a cathedral, the idea of ghosts, you know, performing. This is why theatres close down for one day a week so that ghosts can perform on the stage. You're supposed to keep a small light as well. Superstition dictates that a small backlight needs to be on the stage. And the idea is that the ghosts and phantoms can perform their own plays. Wow. It's got nothing to do with health and safety, of course, and wandering around (laughs) in the dark and then finding yourself in an orchestra pit 12 feet below the stage. So I had the ghost box running. Of course, you've got the usual hiss and pop of all the static and white noise. But there was a small amount of dialogue, and I will look this woman up. But I said, can you say hello? And a female voice said hello. And then she said hi twice. I said, what's your name? She said, Cindy. Cindy, of course, means the bringer of light. I don't know if you're aware of that. The idea of cinders, the bringer of light. I said, uh, so you are Cindy? And she said, yep. I said, did you perform on the stage? And then a second ghost crept in and said, no, Cindy, don't say. So for whatever reason, there was another spirit with her that told her not to say anything. And she said no after that. So I said, did you perform on the stage? She said no. I then said, did you used to work here? And she said yes. I said, were you an actor? And she said yes. So she contradicted herself from the first time. We were having a conversation, I was discussing what year it was and all manner of wondrous historical things. Towards the end she said leave. And I said, Are we disturbing you? And she said leave again. I said, Are we interrupting you? Would you like to, you know, get on with a play? Are you performing at the moment? Why am I causing you issue that you want me to leave? And she said, No, you're not disturbing me. So I ended by saying anything you would like to say before we leave and she said, No, sir. So very polite very friendly I need to look at that a bit more and perhaps we can play some of that interaction what did you get you went into the basement of the the courthouse courthouse. yeah this is like a maintenance room with a boiler right yes I'm interested to see what you've got here when
3: we were in the basement of the courthouse what I actually had asked is I was kind of trying to confirm a name and I never really got confirmation I had mentioned a name I think like Thomas or psychically Davis or yeah something like that And so I turned on the Shack Hack, and it actually replies. I'll play it, and then I'll try to play it again. So this is scanning AM
1: Mm. and FM frequencies very quickly. This is the ghost box. Yep. The sound box, if you like, generating white noise.
3: Yeah, and uh, hopefully you'll be able to hear it. It's a guy that's actually talking. I don't know if you could hear it, but there was a guy in there that said, well, that's true.
1: So he's just reaffirming what yep. you've been asking him.
3: Yep. well, that's true.
1: So we need to listen to that again. If you blink, you miss it, of course. Yep. Well, that's true, is what he's responding to.
3: Yeah, okay. here we go.
1: So I just wanted to pull a few bits and pieces for people to listen, to give them an idea of the things that we're getting and the evidence that we're getting here. In actual fact, Brian and Scott have sent me one or two bits and pieces, and I'll actually play those on next week's show because they got better evidence than we did. So again, if people want to experience us using the equipment, we can take you with us. If you're interested, you can go to eBay, search for Investigation at Edinburgh Manor, Scotch Grove, and there are tickets available just for one lucky person.
3: And a guest. And a
1: guest. If people are interested, they can join us next Friday. Now, due to our success we've had over the last couple of weeks, we've now got some sponsorship. More people than ever are listening to the show.
2: Sponsors!
1: We've managed to get quite a lot of people involved in the show now in terms of sponsorship, and the money is rolling in as we Bucket loads! (laughs) 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 Yes, a dollar will be winging its way to you, (laughs) and under your pillow if you can find a tooth to swap it for, of course. So tonight's round of Ghosts and Hauntings is sponsored by Morris Tyres Lube. It's not fun unless it's greasy.
0: <laughs> Thanks.
1: Warehouse staff fear their workplace is being haunted by a poltergeist after watching a loading trolley glide eerily across the floor entirely on its own. Spooky security footage captures the moment the trolley suddenly comes to life, moving about two meters and turning slightly as if being guided by an invisible, supernatural hand. One man can be seen jumping back against the wall in shock before courageously approaching the trolley and moving it back to its original position. Courageously.
3: Courageous. Courageously.
1: he strode uh-huh. across the forecourt <laughs> of the warehouse, courageously battling the poltergeist trolley with both hands.
3: Wow. For
1: fear of being loaded and transported in a demonic fashion you never see a horror film do you where a group of teenagers enter a creepy factory and one by one they get loaded in an orderly fashion by a possessed trolley never for a brave man a colleague who also saw the happening seems more spooked as he nervously grabs some paperwork from a nearby table and quickly marches out of the room quick grab the paperwork with the holy watermark (laughs) the holy watermark I'm on fire! Points for me. The clip was uploaded to YouTube by a Spanish paranormal channel, although it does not specify where the footage was taken. One spooked commentator said, I won't be able to sleep. In case the trolley comes and organises you in the middle of the night. But a more sceptical viewer poured cold water on the supernatural events saying, there is a gap in the floor. If there is a vibration, these platforms will move on their own. I went to a 70s theme party once and got good vibrations. And yes, indeed, my platforms did move on their own. Good times. I shall oh, give myself. No, you didn't. Two points. Miss Morris. Yes. Heather's stories tonight are sponsored by Curl Up and Die, beauticians, and hair specialists <laughs> from all of your mortuary needs.
0: <laughs>
1: She's never looked better. Thanks.
0: <laughs>
3: When a strange sound goes bump in the night, who are you going to call? For actor Hugh Grant, the Ooh. answer is too obvious. The oh. Ghostbusters.
1: Because busting makes me feel good.
3: It does. It all began when Grant's son started complaining from an early age that he saw a boy roaming the halls of their London home. Or rather, a friend's house where a couple of my kids live, joked the 55-year-old actor on The Late Late Show with James Corden on Thursday.
1: Us Brits do like talking about a ghost story. This is true. Apparently. Years of Dickens, years of Druid worship. We have a good (laughs) ghost story.
3: Later, Grant claimed his son's friends began claiming that they too had a few encounters with the mysterious apparition.
1: Hang on, it's the ghost of his career.
3: Oh, but I likes him.
1: Okay. Fabulous.
3: (laughs) Determined to create a comfortable environment for his son, Grant did what any loving parent with the financial means would do. He called an expert to go in and exercise his house. I'm a rational person, well-educated, not an idiot. I find myself ringing for a Ghostbuster. And it's so shaming. I had
1: to. Can the- you imagine sitting at home, drinking a cup of tea, working on a paranormal radio show about the Stranger and the Bazaar, yeah. and Hugh Grant calling you up and saying, can you come and look at my house? That's true. Got a bit of knocking, couple of orbs. Yeah. Liz Hurley's not there anymore, obviously.
0: <laughs>
1: but- <laughs> <laughs> That'd be the-
3: great. The-, <laughs> the poor little boy was terrified all night. However, unlike the slapstick heroines in the recent reboot for or the classic comedy hit from the 1980s that it's based on, the Ghostbuster Hugh Grant called, whom he identifies as London-based spiritual healer and acupuncturist Wendy Mandy, did not show up in a hearse with the company logo wielding a blaster connected to a proton pack to grab the ghoul, or foot-activated traps to suck him up and carry him off. I'm assuming they're talking about the ghost.
1: Yes. Yes. <laughs> We wouldn't want any sucking traps, would we? Because no. he'd get caught on Sunset Boulevard by the police. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Mandy, whom Grant claims visited the allegedly haunted house twice a week for a period of time, reportedly used a method some ghost-busting experts consider controversial and even a common means of ripping off gullible clients. What are they implying? I don't
1: know. Depends if he's paying for it or not. He is. You're not ripping it. He is. Okay. We don't rip off gullible clients because we don't charge anything. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) It's all free.
3: It's free, I tell (laughs) you. According to Grant, she burned sage to chase the ghost away.
1: Bit of Native American culture there.
3: She visited a couple times a week, according to Hugh Grant. Of course she did. She burned seven pounds of sage. Seven pounds!
1: (laughs) Wow. <laughs> I've got Rastafarian <laughs> friends that don't get through that much. I was
3: say. <laughs> <laughs> After multiple house visits, Yeah. Hugh Grant said bullocks he needs to be rescued (sighs) yes
1: as in like mandy lifeboats
3: there you go after news of grant's appearance on the late late show went viral the allegedly phony ghostbuster hit back arguing in an interview with the daily mail that the actor's cynicism about her methods weakened their power and for that reason the ghost was able to return is that convenient?
1: It is convenient. She can come back the following week and get rid of it again. She can keep coming back, keep crossing it over. Yep. Spend. You know what's happening? Yep. He's, a, he's away in Hollywood doing films. She's sat in the hot tub. She's emptied his fridge.
3: <laughs>
1: smoking a cigar. Smoking a cigar, drinking his <laughs> sherry. Yeah.
2: Watching oh, it. Oh.
1: <laughs> wow. I feel as if we're learning a lot about Michelle tonight. Yeah. <laughs> Not all good, I understand. No. Wow. He didn't pay her enough, did he? He should have called Apparently. us. We'd have done a proper job and not charged him anything.
3: Seven pounds of sage.
1: I wonder if he got billed for that as well. That's a bale. That is a bale of sage. It is. I shall give you two points for being informative. Sage that brings advice. You oh, yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: Nathan's laughing tonight. <laughs> is sponsored by Muzzletoff cocktails.
0: <laughs>
1: the wine bar of choice for fine dining and libations. I barely gave you the points. The points had never got out of my mouth. There was a sharp intake of breath, and the points disappeared again. You're back on minus two.
3: Yeah, go figure.
1: I didn't even get me pen wet. <laughs> That's the, what I heard. The ball That's didn't the way rotate. has been rolling lately, huh? <laughs> I have to lick the end of it to get it working.
3: You can do that.
1: Yes. If Michelle's story's any good, I shall lick the end of it and get my pen working. Oh, get ready. <laughs> Michelle's stories are sponsored tonight by Master Bait and Tackle Shop. (laughs) They've got worms. What do you have tonight, Michelle, in the round of Ghosts and Hauntings?
2: I have mysterious magic spells unearthed in Siberia. Archaeologists have been trying to decipher magic spells inscribed on small rolls of gold and silver. Dating back more than 2,000 years, the magical incantations were discovered alongside skeletons found buried next to a coal-fired power station in Kostalek, a town in northeastern Siberia. The spells were written on tiny rolls of precious metal hidden inside two lead amulets and were believed to have been interred with the remains in an effort to invoke divine powers. The spells are similar to binding magic incantations discovered in other countries, but are the first to ever be found at an archaeological dig in Siberia. Yay!
1: They do find a lot of witches' spells. In Britain, in some of the houses that date back to the 15th and 14th centuries, you find little bottles wedged up chimneys and Mm. underneath Mm floorboards. They have things like urine and fingernails and mysterious other things in them to ward off evil Ew. satanic beings i have one last story in the round of ghosts and hauntings a satanist group said it's planning to start after school clubs at two washington schools this fall well we know where they can get their first student from mm. the satanic temple said it's bringing the after school satan club to schools across the country that now hosts the evangelical christian good news club including centennial elementary in mount vernon and Point Defiance Elementary in Tacoma. Tarkas Claypool, a spokesman for the Satanic Temple Seattle chapter, said the Good News Club indoctrinates children into superstitious, fear-based religion. In contrast, Claypool said, We're indoctrinating them into scientific, logical, rationalist, non-superstitious worldview. The program includes an art project and a curriculum that is based in free Inquiry, an art program,
3: really pentagrams
1: nice. made out of found objects and a paper mache altar for Mother's Day. Oh. Claypool said that it is the Satanic Temple's philosophy rather than devil worship. It's not genocide; it's just an ethnic people control program.
2: The oh. Satanic
1: <laughs> Temple focuses on children's well-being at school. A current campaign is to end corporal punishment in schools. It's got to start during the Bush administration as a response to the former president's creation of the White House Office of Faith-Based and Community Initiative. Corporal punishment still takes place in schools in this country. Tell me that's not true. Well, according to this, it does. This was outlawed in Britain in the early 1980s. 40 years ago, we were stopping this. You don't hit children in schools. You can't punish a child for bullying another child by punishing them, by hitting them. You've hit that child, so I'm going to punish you. No, I didn't. By hitting them. I'm going to hit you anyway. I don't <laughs> care. <laughs> I found that remarkable that that's even still considered. That can't be right, surely. Corporal punishment. Never happened in my school. You weren't naughty. You were a good I girl. I was
3: never naughty.
1: You sat there and got on with your work. I bet Michelle was given the cane a few times. <laughs>
2: yes. And
1: that was just last week. <laughs> I thought there should be some kind of counter, Jerry said. The label isn't just for shock and awe value or for marketing the founder says. One said he finds special meaning in Satanism which represents to him the solidarity of outsiders, those judged and excluded by the mainstream. A spokesman for Tacoma Public Schools said that any such club would be vetted by the district's legal team. Can you imagine if you're operating a system where you're dishing out corporal punishment and your kids that you're doing that to in your school or having an after-school club for satanic worship, would you think twice about smacking that child, is what I'm saying? Things could start going wrong with your health, your car, your friends and family could start falling down in the street. Yeah. That wouldn't be good news for anybody, would it? No. The satanic temple opposes religion in the schoolhouse but says if it's allowed, the same privilege must be granted to all other religions. No, it doesn't equality means that you have a choice where you send your kids to if you don't like the fact that they're doing good news catholic after school clubs then don't send your kids there you have a choice this is a free society you don't impinge yourself upon the school and say because you're doing christian worship you now have to do satanic worship isn't how it works that's not equality equality is having a choice that if you don't like what they're doing you can go to the other school down the road do you see where we are So bad news clubs then all over the Midwest. Bringing a dead pet to school day I thought would be popular. Show and tell body parts. That's another one I thought might go down well. I I should give myself. Yes, but (laughs) let's wait till after the show, shall we? That ends the round. That is ghosts and hauntings. We move into the round. That is UFOs and crypto. Zoology residents were treated to a bizarre sight when they witnessed extraterrestrial life appearing to finally make contact with the local police. A tiny UFO took it upon itself to travel down the streets and it wasn't long before it was caught by the attention of the police in Gory, in Ireland. After an incredibly low speed chase police soon caught up with the unidentified driving vehicle <laughs> And found that it was very much terrestrial. <laughs> local artist Ali Kimao Ali, there's a good local Irish name, nice. created the UFO as part of an art collective called the Third Space Pop-Up Art Show, which took place at Gory Park. He also shot the video and took many photos of the police interacting with the creation. At the same time, there was a house breaking, three assaults, and a satanic workshop. Once the police deemed the vehicle as harmless, they soon sent it on its way, where it caused a five-car pileup and the loss of a tractor beam.
3: (laughs) Heather, what have you got for me
1: tonight in the round of UFOs and cryptozoology?
3: Well, there was a humanoid creature spotted in Tennessee. All right. That's all Tennesseans, isn't mm-hmm.
1: it? A human. You mean so. you're getting confused with the word hominid. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Brady, who provided a last name but was omitted for privacy purposes, said he was walking with three other people just behind their property in Marion County when they spotted the creature the night of July 31st. We were on this trail on the wooded area close to a field, the eyewitness told Thomas Markham. Brady described the creature as a short, but fairly large and wide animal with a hairy body and a human-like face. That's
1: my dad. (laughs) Coming (laughs) towards them. He's making his way to the... The
3: only way he knows how.
1: (laughs) That's just a little bit more. Yes, when I often think of my dad, the Dukes of Hazzard tune.
3: Oh, I thought you meant the Daisy Duke shorts.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Have you ever met my dad? <laughs> <laughs> the interesting thing is our last name's Lee. So there is a bit of a connection there.
3: With a car. The
0: general. <laughs> wow.
1: I was thinking. <laughs> You're right. Before you stopped me, I was thinking he was making his way to the distillery. <laughs> it's the Jack Daniels, isn't it? Yep. Uh, Tennessee. Yeah. Tennessee. That's where I'm going. I wasn't for one moment thinking my dad <laughs> was wearing Daisy Duke shorts. <laughs> To be to be fair, my dad had to start wearing a bra when my mum found one in the car. <laughs> Good times.
3: Its face was round and had a little hair on it. Stop right there. It was round with a little hair on it. It's Nathan. <laughs> no. It matches the description from the cave sightings. Apparently, there's been many, many cave sightings of this creature. Like a
1: troglodyte. A creature from the <laughs> a
3: caves. A troglodyte. I like that word, troglodyte.
1: It's won me many a game of Scrabble, I tell you.
3: Oh, there was no photographic evidence provided by the eyewitnesses. Really? Yeah, never is. The sighting allegedly lasted about 10 seconds and Brady did not specify what the creature reportedly walking towards them did next. He believes the new sighting could add new information to the possibility of the reappearance of the extinct giant ground sloth.
1: I didn't know. Hang on, he said it was short. Yes. Is that a giant sloth? You don't get many short giant of anything, do you? <laughs> <laughs> That's like an oxymoron, isn't it? It's one of those giant small sloths that you read so much about. Yes. How quick was it moving?
3: I don't know. He thinks it was an <laughs> elephant-sized sloth native to South what? America believed to have been disappeared by the end of the Pleistocene.
1: The Pleistocene period. <laughs>
3: yes. Uh-huh.
1: So like the play-doh period. Yes.
3: <laughs> Just after the
1: play-doh period.
3: <laughs> Some may not know that the sloth bones were actually discovered close to the location of the cave. I didn't know we had sloths.
1: Yes, and they, the, I have seen images, I have seen illustrations, artists' rendering of what the giant sloth would have looked like back in the Pleistocene period. They're very large creatures. Elephant size? It's elephant size, madam. <laughs> <laughs> Nathan, to my right, is circus-sized.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it could be possible that these creatures moved into the large cave systems found in Kentucky and Tennessee. In October of 2014, a man from Australia who calls himself Nephilim Hunter captured the images of what he called... Oh,
1: Michelle's <laughs> gone. Will there be a snot in there somewhere? <laughs> no? Okay. Just check in. (laughs) Anytime you feel you want to snort, you just let me... Your snorts are being sponsored at the moment. Everyone you do, some money goes.
2: I'll I'll, try
3: harder. He captured images of what he called a Nephilim creature attached to the roof of an undisclosed cave in Douglasher. Or Douglas Shire, whatever. In <laughs> oh, yeah, <okay. laughs> man. That's a very the attitude you're having to tonight's stories.
1: I take them more seriously, madam. There's point's at stake, and you're losing badly.
3: Uh, in 2013, a woman calling the radio show Coast to Coast claimed to have lived in a cave with Bigfoot for three weeks in Tacoma, Washington.
1: He never did the washing well, what up. what
3: happened? I don't. Know. It didn't happened? work out. Didn't yeah. work out. Aww. That's disappointing. Yep. In late August of 2014 a cave explorer told longtime Bigfoot podcaster Reverend Jeffrey Kelly about his encounter with a Sasquatch in a cave in Tennessee. So it might be a squatch in a Ooh. cave. Yes, with in Tennessee. some billowing squatch hair.
1: Some billowing squatch hair. that's right. As he's running through yes, the woods.
3: Yes, yes, running with, with like, his conditioner. With a with his condition
1: (laughs) a little bit of a lump so let me get this straight just in case any of our listeners are confused this is the best story ever
2: i've been confused
1: for at least five minutes now because this started out talking about my dad and suddenly went into the dukes of hazard but what we've ended up with, five minutes later, and I don't know how we got there, and it doesn't seem to be any point to this story, but we now, let me get this straight, and you can correct me if I've got this wrong. We ended up in a place where we have a streaking Sasquatch with billowing Sasquatch hair.
3: Squatch hair. And some
1: sort of impediment, but we haven't quite got the detail of that, and we don't know what it is. Right. Okay. Somewhere along the line, I lost the wheel to the list. Nathan's on the floor. That's terrible. He's going to need some oxygen. Do I carry on or do we see if he dies? What are we going to do?
3: Just go on.
1: Nathan gets two points for dying early on in the show. <laughs> Excuse me. Michelle's UFO story tonight is sponsored by sausage, dirt, and earwax. Attorneys to the stars.
2: Oh, they're so good. Oh, this is about the T-1000 shape-shifting metal that becomes a reality. Engineers at RMIT University in Melbourne have announced a breakthrough in liquid metal technology. Nice. The T-1000 from Terminator 2 Judgment Day may now be one step closer to becoming a reality thanks to the development of a fluid-driven, self-propelling liquid metal.
1: Is that Uh, something you could make use of? Definitely. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Sign us up. Oh, the mind boggles.
2: A breakthrough that could one day make it possible to create electronic devices that act more like living tissue than conventional solid-state components.
1: Something you're interested in? Definitely.
2: (laughs) In one experiment, the team managed to create a primitive machine by adding a single drop of liquid metal to some water and then adjusting the water's chemistry to make the metal chain
1: shape. You could have fun at bath time, couldn't you? Oh and this time. is like play-doh for the bath. Yeah. You could make all But there's two I've lost the two of you. You've both gone crazy. <laughs> Look at your crazy eyes. Yeah. yeah Heather yeah, Morris, yeah. your pupils are dilated.
3: Does it need a battery?
1: Nope. Just a big bath full of water. <laughs>
3: What are you shaking your head
1: for? I'll be back. <laughs> your clothes, give them to me. Nice night for a walk. Hasta la vista. Fantastic. Bobby, Worth every <laughs> single cent of the sponsorship money. <laughs> <laughs> I am on six points. Michelle's on six points. Heather's on four. Patrick and Erica bringing up the rear on two points each. We now move into the round that is the strange and the bizarre. It's the stories from around the world that are too strange and too bizarre not to read out, but don't fit easily into any other category. Brainy people spend more time lounging around than their less intelligent counterparts, a new study has found. Yay! People with a high (laughs) IQ rarely get bored, (laughs) leading them to spend more time lost in thought, according to scientists in Florida Gulf Coast University. The results suggest that less intelligent people are more prone to boredom and may use physical activity as a way of alleviating it. What are you doing in there, Michelle? You've been in that bathroom for 20 minutes with that metal. (laughs) Using a decades-old need for cognition, psychologist tests, researchers identified 30 students who expressed a strong desire to think a lot and 30 who were keen to avoid anything too mentally taxing. The test, which was taken online, involves rating how strongly participants agree with statements such as, I really enjoy a task that involves coming up with new solutions, to problems i'm surprised the lazy ones actually finished the online i was gonna say that all the participants 30 thinkers and 30 non-thinkers then wore a fitness tracker on their wrist for seven days to measure how physically active they were during their everyday lives the thinkers were found to be significantly less active from monday to friday than most (laughs) (laughs) non-thinkers there was no difference between the two groups over the weekend though something that the researchers were unable to explain the lazy ones are underneath and the less intelligent ones are on top doing all the work While less active people may be more intelligent the researchers stress that physical activity is important to avoid the negative health effects of a sedentary lifestyle I'm so lazy, I've not posted anything online today because I forgot my password and I couldn't be bothered to click the link Uh, for forgotten passwords. Forgotten. Heather Morris, what have you got for me tonight? And you need the points in the round of The Strange and the Bizarre.
3: Well, a man has been caught. He was attempting to take something on a plane.
1: Oh. Oh. Wasn't his wife, was it? No, it was. It's the pilot. It
3: was his pet turtle that he disguised at a K, as a KFC burger.
1: He disguised—that's a genius idea. <laughs> what could possibly go wrong? <laughs> it was either going to be that or a meat pie, wasn't it?
3: Uh, yes, I don't recall ever bringing one of those on a plane before.
1: I had a problem once when I opened up the hibernation box for my tortoise and discovered a mouldy meat pie on there, and then wondered what I'd put in the microwave six months earlier.
0: Oh,
3: he disguised—he's
1: no, turtle.
3: As a KFC booger.
1: I love it. That's genius. Bun. They yeah. just put a bit of lettuce on it and some mayo, squeezed it between two buns and said, there you go. You're not far off. You're really not far off. <laughs> Why does he want to take a turtle on a plane anyway? It Surely was his best friend. If you put a stamp on its shell and wrote its address with a Sharpie, wouldn't it get there before you anyway or roughly the same time? You no, could post know. it, couldn't you? I don't know. The if man. right on its shell, put on a stamp, you'll be good to go.
3: Yeah, it's possible the man who has been identified only by a surname lee
1: oh here we oh. go <laughs> i'm surprised my dad's got time for that What with running around the caves of Tennessee in Daisy Duke's underwear (laughs) with some sort of impediment and his hair bellowing in the wind.
3: He was at China's Gengzhou Bayon International Airport ahead of a China Southern Airlines flight to Beijing when staff spotted on the x-ray scanner some odd protrusions from the fast food wrapper, (laughs) according to China's daily newspaper. Lee, motivated by a desire not to be separated from his pet, told officials Mm -hmm.
1: separation anxiety from the turtle
3: had hidden the turtle in a sesame seed bun and (laughs) packed it in the KFC paper. (laughs) Tell me that
1: turtle's called Mac
3: Ah, there's no turtle in there. Use a hamburger. (laughs) Lee reportedly told airport staff.
1: So he's Welsh now, is he? (laughs) (laughs) Was he from Cardiff all of a sudden?
3: Well, after initially refusing a bag search, he said, There's nothing special inside the sea. Is this.
1: Racist, I can't. What are we doing here? No, I'm
3: helping. I'm trying to put you right in the place of the plane. I'm there. I'm in Beijing
1: as we speak. I'm there.
3: (laughs) The turtle was eventually freed, and Lee was told the animal was not allowed on the plane. He agreed to leave his beloved turtle with a friend so that he could make the flight.
1: When you said he disguised his turtle, I thought he'd put a wig and some lipstick on it. No, just a bun. Just a bun. Oh! <laughs> God.
3: Some users on Chinese social media website Weibo were moved by lee's warm relationship with his pet while others chastised him for submitting the turtle
1: to an x-ray machine can you have a warm relationship with a cold-blooded animal is that possible i
3: think so i okay. think he's trying he's trying um an american in 2008 managed to sneak a rhesus monkey through customs up his bottom flying no. from would you like to drop no. your trousers sir? <laughs>
1: Wow, I don't no. remember eating that.
3: Uh, she was flying from Thailand to the US by hiding the animal upper her blouse and pretending she was pregnant. The woman was later caught after bragging about her exploits. I thought you were going to say a water's
1: broken, a monkey came out, and they thought it was French.
3: Yes, a wriggly little one it was.
1: Look at the hair on that. he has got his mother's ears.
3: A tie smuggler, meanwhile, once attempted to fool customs officials into believing that the three-month-old tiger cub she drugged and put in her luggage was actually a cuddly toy. Her plan was foiled when the tiger began to stir And was noticed by check-in staff
1: and then ate somebody that's always a giveaway isn't it when you're trying to smuggle animals that eat airport staff yes Uh, michelle what have you got for me in the last (laughs) story of the night you could race into the lead if this is a good one
2: durango scorpion manicures might be the most badass nail trend yet
1: nice manicures you betcha what do you do put them on your hands and they clip your fingernails with their little claws
3: no, they Mm-mm. don't do the manicure.
1: The scorpions don't do the manicure. No. Oh, oh I thought they was going to go into the you manicure. You put them
3: on your nail, and mm-hmm. you glue them on like these. Oh, you and gl- then you thought, buff them like these.
1: I thought it's no good doing the directions. We're on the radio <laughs> <laughs> for the benefit of the people that are just listening. <laughs> Heather's doing the international signage of filing <laughs> her nails. <laughs>
2: We've seen El Chapo nail decals, bubble nails, and even furry nails. But of all the wild nail art trends, the most hardcore may be the scorpion manicures coming out of Durango.
1: What if you start scratching your bottom? Could that be an issue? Yes. That would be problematic. Oh, you
2: wouldn't want to bite your nails, would you? Mm. Well afterwards
1: or before I've scratched your bottom. Do you scratch (laughs) your own bottom or someone else's?
3: Maybe I'll bite your nails while you're scratching my bottom.
1: Whoa. You're gonna bite my nails. (laughs) (laughs) You're having quite the night, aren't you, Miss Morris? You're going to bite my nails while I st-
3: brush your squatch hair. Whilst-
1: <laughs> <laughs> Let me take my shirt off. <laughs> Things you thought you'd never hear said on radio. Say that sentence again because this is a one off and will never be uttered again. What? Say that sentence again.
3: That I'm going to brush your squatch hair?
1: You're going to brush my squatch <laughs> hair. <laughs> Well, we can all look forward to that, can't we? (laughs) One to the left and one to the right.
2: It's a trend that cropped up last fall. Scorpion manis involved placing a dead baby scorpion on the nail and then coating them under a layer of acrylic, which is then cured under a UV light.
1: This is like putting insects in perspex blocks, like paperweights. They cast them in resin. Yeah. Yeah. I feel bad for the scorpion now. It's dead. Yes, but it, it, someone had to kill it. Oh, that makes it so much better for the scorpion. There was me worried about a live scorpion being glued onto someone's nose. <laughs> Quick, my index finger got away. Can you imagine if you were being friendly on a Friday night and then you found out it was missing? <laughs> Your gynecologist oh. is gonna get a shock the next time you see him. Wow. <laughs> Good. Can you imagine if he's got arachnophobia? If he's got arachnophobia. Like can- he doesn't every time. <laughs> <laughs> I did have a chat with him, and he he retired five years ago. He just says he likes to keep his hand in now.
2: (laughs) Oh, The end result is pretty badass and would not go without risks. According to the medical professionals, the insects can remain venomous even after they're dead.
1: That's true. If you kill a snake and cut its head off, you have to bury the head in case someone treads on the fangs. They still hold the venom. This is very true. Uh. Uh.
2: While the trend may seem shocking to outsiders, it's really just a natural extension of the deep-rooted place scorpions have in Duranganese culture. The northwestern Mexican state is famous for its scorpion fascination, And even their soccer team is called Los Alacranes de Durango. See how I did that? I want a canary and a road drill.
1: My Spanish isn't great, but I thought that was a canary and a road drill.
2: Scorpion artisan Lupita Garcia, who came up with the idea to use scorpions in manicures, said, Most people think that scorpions are to be feared, but I think they are animals of real beauty. I'm always innovating new ways to make art out of scorpions. And this manicure has
1: been my biggest hit. Just don't pick your nose. No. That, or scratch your ear. Or pick someone else's nose would be my advice.
2: Then again, a few moments later, she was recounting some pretty unpleasant-sounding experience with getting stung. I've been stung enough to know that the pain of the venom is very intense. It gives you a terrible headache, your nose begins to bleed, your tongue goes numb, and your throat feels like it's lined with fur.
1: That's a Friday Which night happens forever. when
2: you eat... An earwax jelly bean.
1: Yes. (laughs) Uh, And she would know such things. Not me, Michelle not you Michelle. not me not you uh-uh. we can still get the jelly beans they are no, still around there's somewhere in a drawer in the studio
2: nothing no
1: we have reached the final round of the evening it is the round called not for your mother and it means you have now found us somewhere on the internet on our archives this is the round where if your mother is of a delicate disposition she <laughs> needs to leave the room these are the rounds that we read out the stories that are laden with innuendo and things of a sexual nature. It's my favorite. <laughs> a man. <laughs> I'd never noticed. <laughs> a man is soon going to be Michelle's favorite as well.
2: I like Sasquatches
1: though. Do you? She likes a hairy man. She does like a hairy man. A man has made a formal complaint after claiming chemicals in a mouth guard made his penis shrink. What?
3: But- it can do that?
1: Button mushroom. <laughs> The victim, in his 40s, was prescribed the plastic device by his dentist to stop his grinding teeth at night. But the man from Sweden said after 10 months of use, his manhood was noticeably shorter and he was suffering erectile dysfunction. When he stopped using the mouth guard, his penis returned to a normal (laughs) size. (laughs) (laughs) Normal size. (laughs) A Swedish Uh, newspaper said, do you think he turned to his wife and said, are you still going to complain about me grinding my teeth at night? (laughs) He has now reported the unfortunate side effects to Sweden's medical products agency, who are analysing the product used in the mouth guard. The dentist, based in Kronenberg County in southern Sweden, said he would stop prescribing the mouth guard under the results of the investigation
3: you know, you're not supposed to wear it while you're having activities.
1: I think just generally accumulative over that period. I don't think he put his... Why would you put your mouth guard in to stop you grinding your teeth during activities?
3: (laughs) Maybe he's a grinder during that time. Maybe he's a screamer. Yeah.
1: Apparently, it does make a woman's vagina smaller as well. But then they realized she was just inserting it wrongly.
0: (coughs) Miss Morris, what have you got for me
1: tonight in the round of Not For Your Mother?
3: Well, I have a man who was accused of poisoning his boss
1: poisoning his boss what are you saying
3: on april fool's day
1: you made me a so it's all current news then yeah (laughs)
3: well no he's just getting charged he's getting charged poisoning
1: you made me a cup of tea earlier yeah should i be worried do you know what it was poisoned with a mouth guard from sweden
3: no a man has appeared in court charged with allegedly poisoning his boss With the impotence drug Viagra on April Fool's Day.
1: An impotence drug?
3: That's what Viagra is, remember?
1: Oh. (laughs) I was under the impression, based on my previous story, that he had put something in his tea that made things not work.
3: No, this, this makes it work. work.
1: Okay, now
3: you got it. Now you right? got to
1: tell me he's a school teacher or something great like no, that. No, I
3: don't. I he no directs traffic
1: in Gothenburg, <laughs> in Sweden.
3: <laughs> yes, using his cone,
1: Benjamin. Sch- <laughs> <laughs> he's landing an airplane. Look at him now. <laughs>
3: Benjamin Shop, 24, of White Lake Place, Newton Abbott, appeared before the magistrates in Torquay. Torquay? Torquay.
1: I'll correct your English if you can. Torquay.
3: Charged with the offense against Daniel Weber. Have you ever seen...
1: The show Forty Towers, the yes, Towers. I love it. Right, that's tall key. I love it on the coast of. I loves
3: it. Chope was not required to enter a plea when he appeared in court on Thursday, July twenty eighth. But the court was told that the offense took place on April first in Newton Abbott. Chope was charged with maliciously administering a poison or other destructive or noxious thing.
1: A nice stiff cup noxious. of tea. That's what's needed.
3: <laughs> with intent to injure, aggrieve, or annoy Mr. Webber. I don't think Mrs. Webber was annoyed at all. No. Just saying. Magistrates decided that the offense was so serious that it could only be tried at the Crown Court. Chope was granted conditional bail and will next appear at Exeter Crown Court on August 25th.
1: Where is he expecting to get a stiff sentence? Oh! Oh. I shall give myself... (laughs) (laughs) Some point. <laughs> a group of dogs were sent into a frenzy on their afternoon walk after chancing upon a giant sex toy, which ended up as the top prize as a pet owner's golf club tournament. So many questions. Aww. Chocolate Labrador Galaxy got all hot under the collar when he found the foot-long toy during a stroll in newton the willows Merseyside. A foot. A, a foot? foot? I've got 12 inches, but I don't use it as a rule. And the Poochie's Uh. owner, Steve Harrison, was so impressed by the discovery that he took the giant sex aid along to his football club's fundraising golf day and it now resides proudly in the trophy cabinet. Did he have it mounted? They've got more. (gasps) (laughs) (laughs) It's just a question. Just by doing that, they've got more in the trophy cabinet than the Minnesota Vikings. (laughs) (laughs) Galaxy was one of five dogs who surrounded the implement. After being taken out for the day by <laughs> full-time walkers, Amy Brown and Natalie Ferguson, who filmed The Hilarious Hole. Natalie 31 said, I've never seen anything like it in my that's life. That's too bad. I'm sorry <laughs> to hear that. You have my commiserations. Galaxy was not coming towards it, and I turned to Amy and said, that's not a, surely that's not a. I couldn't even get my words out. I was gobsmacked. <laughs> Galaxy obviously
0: <laughs> Galaxy
1: obviously didn't have a clue and was just strutting around like it was the most normal thing in the world. We couldn't believe it. He was so proud when he brought it over to us. We were looking at it and thinking, that's impossible. It was enormous. Me and Amy were in stitches. We would normally put things in the bin if the dogs picked them up, but Galaxy carried her around for a good half an hour. Let's hope the dog then didn't lick her face.
3: Oh, We
1: thought we'd better let him take it home and show it to his owner, Amy. Oh. But I found it so funny I couldn't even explain what it was. Should we just showed her. Well, if now you need to
3: explain what it was, yeah. there's an issue there.
1: There is, yes. Okay, (laughs) (laughs) it's not me, (laughs) honest, it's just not mine, man, it's not my bag, man. She is now hoping to find a second one so she can make some nunchucks. Oh. Oh! Michelle, what have you got for me tonight in the round of Not For Your Mother?
2: Man 90 tells cops hooker ripped him off 90
1: 90 yep naughty 90. he's had a cup of tea isn't he you see what i'm saying (laughs) (laughs) he had a cup of tea on april fool's day and now he's seeing women in his 90s every wrinkle's an inch when you're 90.
3: (gasps) he must be ginormous (laughs)
1: that's all you think about (laughs) isn't it nothing else enters your mind it's filth
2: just filth This is from August 5th, a 90-year-old Massachusetts man was arrested for soliciting a prostitute after he called police to report that the woman had stolen a piece of jewelry after he paid her $100 to perform a sex
1: act. A sex act. That's when you build an altar, Yeah. get lots of followers around and draw some pentagrams.
2: I think they were doing that too. What type of sex act? Mm
3: -hmm. It was one of those things, wasn't it?
1: Yep. Mm. When you cops, you have your own code language. I don't <laughs> understand what women think about. I just, it's you're a not meant to. Mm-hmm. Okay.
2: When cops told <laughs> Nicholas Salerno that he would face criminal charges for admitting to hiring a hooker, the nonagenarian replied, "I don't give a duck."
1: I'm 90 years old for Hang on, he's, he's 90 years old he's had a prostitute and a duck yeah, that's right. Yeah. He's got some <laughs> stamina <laughs> <laughs> I hope the duck didn't mind coming oh, second oh
0: <laughs>
3: put it on my bill
1: okay <laughs> <laughs> I can't oh. work out whether that's genius oh or God. the worst thing I've ever heard <laughs> in my life let me think about that for a moment <laughs> nope it's not genius
2: <laughs> As detailed in a marvelous Dennis police department report, Salerno dialed cops in late June to report that he had paid Karen Pariah, 48, for a sexual encounter in his home. Salerno said that he got Pariah's first name and phone number from a friend who reported that he paid a girl $100 for a blowjob. There we go. Ah, it's out. It's old mm-hmm. Big J. Salerno added that his unnamed pal assured him that the woman would do it for him, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Salerno said that he paid pariah a hundred dollars for oral sex upon her departure from his home Salerno said that he discovered a gold chain was missing from a top a bedroom dresser
1: That's pretty impressive I'm nice. so, I I want to meet a girl that can do that but still retrieve a chain from a top of a dresser That's from
2: him. a 90 year old classy Do you thing. think she's
1: using her toes Do you think she's kind of reaching around the room with her toes as all that's going on do you yeah. see well, what he, I mean?
2: He's 90 he's probably he couldn't <laughs> see anyway. <laughs> Let's face You're it. You're
1: thinking about this far too deeply. Mm. I, I don't. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just.
2: I know. When asked if he knew the woman's last name, Salerno told police, "All I know is her phone number and that she lives in an apartment across from the Christmas tree shop. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Only comes once a year. It's going to be. S-
0: <laughs> oh, ho, ho ho ho! <laughs> <laughs>
1: what would you like for Christmas, little boy? <laughs> That's got to be seasonal work, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> the Christmas tree shop. We don't do anything in March. I'm sorry. We oh, just No. You can put down a deposit, though.
2: <laughs> God. Well, the chain turned up at a pawn shop. No. Yes. And then Salerno and Pariah, who were charged with prostitution and larceny, we're arraigned Tuesday on the misdemeanor counts.
1: It's impressive that you can do prostitution and larceny at the same time. That in itself deserves an award.
2: Yeah. I want
1: to see what crimes we commit at the same time.
2: That's interesting.
1: Forgery and indecent exposure. There. Let's see if we can do both at the same time. I've done that okay (laughs) (laughs) you carry on reading and i'll think about it next
2: both defendants shockingly entered pleas of not guilty
1: perjury and indecent exposure there you go Mm -hmm. all good combinations Mm -hmm. aren't they Mm -hmm. miss morris bring up the end of the show in the round of not for your mother well it's 12 foot four inches tall it's my dad. No. stilts. It's a 12
3: foot, 4 inch tall replica of a male sex organ that its makers believe is the world's largest dildo ever made. Penis! Ever!
1: Is it possible? Penis! That you've got a giant <laughs> erection in your garden that's blocking out the neighbor's light? <laughs>
3: It is, it is. The super-sized sex toy is the brainchild of Nick Orlandino, the chairman and CEO of Pipe Dream Products, a Would sex it be products wrong company.
1: If that was made at a Lego. Uh, okay. You're banned. That was an unfortunate trip to Legoland. The you're kids have 15 years of therapy.
3: Two years ago, they were they were actually making this for the sex convention that's held in Burbank, California. But two years ago, we made a wall of... Um, Clocks.
1: Okay. Clocks
3: <laughs> featuring our
1: product. This is a clock convention now where they're telling the time, are they?
3: It rhymes with clocks. Yeah. Did you not follow that?
1: Yes, I got that. Okay. <laughs> I was being ironic. Who knew?
3: <laughs> it was a hit of the show. I was trying to figure out how I was going to outdo myself. The company's flagship brand is a dildo called King um, Clock. And in June, Orlandino decided to create a truly king-sized version. Moby My-
1: Dick. Yes. Uh, wow. Wow. Can't say that.
3: Yep. That out. <laughs> My King impl- Dong. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. That's oh. terrible. My employees looked at me like I was crazy, but then they said, We can do this. (laughs) It took about three weeks to design, mold, and sculpt the massive member. We had to use aluminum air duct panels to make the shell. And then we put. To make Michelle. (laughs) (laughs) And then we put the rubber over it. Yep. Can you imagine? He said. I think you both
1: are, actually, aren't you? Yeah, we are. It was
3: emphasizing the elephantine erection. It was like the company's products that they make all across America. Orlandino admits the giant um, dildo is the only suitable for promotional purposes since, Can't be it's, used. since it's highly unlikely it can be used for other purposes. It's ginormous. It's twelve foot. Michelle, he says, makes he, you want to take a mountain <laughs> climbing, doesn't <laughs> it?
1: <laughs> he if said, you got to the top, would you stick a flag in it?
3: There's a spot, uh, he says.
1: <laughs> Controversial.
3: <laughs> he says he may be proven wrong when he takes the freaky phallus to Germany in October for the adult novelty trade I, show in Hanover. He, what's he doing?
1: Rubbing it over? <laughs> 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 yeah. It's a submarine. He's <laughs> not going to disguise that as a hamburger and get it on the plane is no? he? <laughs> Submarine.
0: <laughs> Christ. We all live in a
3: yellow submarine. That's right. And they're going down on it. Um, oh. Oh.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Your face is priceless. I have to say semen. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) This
1: isn't going out. Surely we'll get taken off (laughs) air.
3: He said if they take it to Germany, they might be jumping all over it. Germany is crazier, you know.
1: If he has to bring it back, is that a (laughs) (laughs) U-boat?
3: Oh, no, it's an O-boat. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) He said he's been contacting the Guinness Book of World Records and they won't return his phone calls. Because <laughs> they have standards. That's
1: right. They really don't.
3: <laughs> I know. <laughs> he said that doesn't bother him, though. He's thinking about the next back thing. Uh, he said, I think we might do the world's largest vibrator or maybe, maybe the world's Please. largest squirting dildo. Oh.
1: That's Can't a wait, fountain wait. of some description, isn't <laughs> wait. it? Wow, I feel like you've had a lot of entertainment there.
3: I enjoyed that story.
1: Look at the two It was a big one. <sighs> it was. Very impressive. It was massive. Well, all good things come to an end. So let us look at tonight's scores. In last place with the K2 meter and the dead battery, it is tied. Patrick and Eric. Never got off a resplendent two points. But in first place, I believe, for the first time in history with the $33,000 IR Camry's Michelle. Yay! Who me. scored a remarkable
0: <laughs>
3: seven points. It doesn't last, Michelle. Do I not fear, listener. She won't be winning
1: next week. We are back with a whole new bunch of stories. Oh, there we go. At the same time, and I would love for you to join me. Every time she snorts, we get $100. Yay! It's
0: like sponsorship.
1: <laughs> Do it again and we can build a hospital.
2: <laughs>
1: your mom woke up. There we go. <laughs> Two more and we can afford a dialysis machine. Oh, thank God. I would love for you to join me for a fun and informative journey through the world of the paranormal, strange, intriguing, bizarre and weird. Please tell your friends and family about the show and feel free to contact me anytime via my Facebook site. More questions and answers. With Adrian Lee or you can contact me on my Twitter account at Adrian underscore Lee underscore tips. Remember, we now do an extra 20 to 25 minutes on SoundCloud. You can hear that in our archives in a round called Not For Your Mother. And remember, if you wish to join us next week on a paranormal investigation at Edinburgh Manor in Scotch Grove, Iowa, you can go to eBay right now and bid for those tickets, a once in a lifetime opportunity. My gratitude and greatest thanks are extended to Lorna Hunter, Heather Morris, Jaton Drainer, Michelle Corrie and Nathan Bush and all at the International Paranormal Society at Paranormal.net and all of the show's sponsors including the Lakes Area Paranormal Interest Group and MUFON of Minnesota. It just remains for me to say thank you for listening and remember, be interested,